Welcome to Eyes in the Dark, the horror movie podcast that lives by a simple motto, and that motto is Death by Celluloid. You're joined tonight by the unholy trinity, that being myself, Chewy, Evan, and James. And here we are for yet another meeting. Now, Uh welcome to all you returning listeners, but for any of you that are new listeners, we like to go ahead and kind of give you a little bit of business up front here. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and get in touch with us to suggest uh, movies for us to do, to give us some feedback, whatever it is, you want to ask us a question, uh, you can reach out to us a number of ways, one of which is via Twitter. You can get at us at Twitter at EITDpod. You can also send us an email at eyesinthedarkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our episodes and information available online at eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. And because we are part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, you can find us at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's do a little intro here. Guys.com is for dot .commercial. No, there, there you is go. Is that really what it means? Dot .commercial. Mm-hmm. We are a commercial brand. That's true. And what is dot .net? Uh, network. Or... Uh, internet. I thought Short that people just had network. .net because .com was already taken. <laughs> well, that's why they do it. That's why people get it. But <laughs> there was probably some original idea, like, "Oh, this is for a network of yeah websites." .dot me is because it's me, you know. But whatever. .dot gov. .dot edu. We should have eyes in the dark. .dot gov. Org is organization. <laughs> co yeah. is clearly co is cocaine. or eyes in the dark. .dot au. <laughs> Australia, Australia, Australia. Um, All right. So for those of you that are new, let's get to know each other a little bit here. I am Chewy. You may have heard me on other Stuff and Things Podcast Network podcasts, such as Stuff and Things and Four Color Commentary. If not, this is where you know me from. Um, And we also have here, you you can get to me individually um, on Twitter via at Chupacabra, that's C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. And over here, right in front of me, we've got Evan. Oh, yeah. Big Daddy Evan. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah. That's not how you reach him. No. You can reach me at Twitter, at, I mean, on Twitter, at Evan the Braun. And, yeah, that's pretty, yeah. James? Well, I'll take that one, take that one away. Uh, back to the studio. Uh, you can reach me at Jurassic Price on the uh, the tweeters and the iGrams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Classic Dr. Jurassic Price here. So now that you know us a little bit, well, you don't know us. You know how to reach us. But let's get let's get to know us a little bit here. But more importantly, what the show? Why are we doing this show? What what what's the deal with it? Lots of horror movie podcasts out there. I'm gonna hand it off to Doctor Jurassic Price here, our resident doctor in filmology and all things, because he is a doctor after all. Um, James, why uh, do we do what we do? Liability release. I'm not an actual doctor. Um, we do on this show. We explore the canon of the genre, searching far and wide for those movies that may indeed prove that the horror genre is more critically acclaimed than uh, people think, that it doesn't get the credit it deserves. There you go. Now you know it. The stage is set. Guys, this is our like kind of first found footage film that we did. We did the movie Creep, but that leads me to a question. What was your like first found footage style movie that you watched? 
kind of have a feeling that we're all going to say the same thing. <laughs> we're all going to say the same thing, basically, right? On on the count of three, let's all say it. Okay. One, two, three. Blair Witch Project. I actually don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought of this question beforehand. I was like, wait, wait, wait was it Blair Witch? Blair Witch had to have been. I saw it in the theaters. So did I. Yeah. I was Unless terrified. you watch some other random like found one. footage. But what type. else? Was I don't know. Porn. No. <laughs> Clo- Cloverfield. Clo- no, that Cloverfield was out way was after. after. Only eight years. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. was Blair Witch? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Pretty sure it was ninety seven. Could have been ninety nine. Was that like? Let's scream? go to the phones. Was that also? No, Scream was ninety six, right? But that wasn't found footage. No, I know. Ninety five. Actually, ninety five. Yeah. You know, come to think of it. I'm like maybe the first like horror movie that I like watched where I was like I like horror movies might have been Scream mm. because it was kind of fun but like I, scary at the same time. I don't know, dude. Like I think that was just when I started like actually like watching movies instead of just being like oh it's on and whatever you know. Yeah. Like how I don't even know how old I was. Blair Witch. Blair Witch scared the crap out of me when I was a kid because yeah. I I fell for it. Hook line and sinker when I saw it. on MTV they used to play like uh, little like news reports from it. Yeah. Like it was a real thing, and I was like, "Dude!" To my dad, I was like, "There's, there's just people who got lost in the woods, and they found their video camera." What a sweet campaign! Yeah, I was so. I mean, I was it's like, like first viral yeah. marketing. I was like dude. in sixth grade, so yeah. I mean, like I was pretty gullible. Yeah, but I was like into it. And when I saw it in theaters, I was terrified. Yeah, me too. I, I want to go camping confused. for years. Was, that was also the first movie I ever saw at the Block of Orange. I Fun didn't. Fact. I didn't oh. see it in theaters. I don't think. Or did I? No, I didn't. But um. I remember my my dad. He saw that movie and he was like, "No, camping done. No. Yeah, not going camping. Fuck." I that think shit. I have camped since then, but for the for a couple of years, I was pretty yeah. tainted. My my dad was just straight up. He's like, "No, no, fuck that shit." Yeah, like I'm not because going any camping. any noise you would hear in the woods, yeah. you would automatically assume. Well, that. His, his thing is he doesn't like being like somewhere where it's like unknown. That's why he doesn't like large bodies of water to just be out there because he's like, I can't see what's at the bottom. It's the same thing with, with like Jaws, you know, where it's yeah. like, I don't know what's down there. And I was like, well, what about a lake? He's like, can you see what's in there? I'm like, no. And he's like, then I don't want to go in there. <laughs> what about? Like, I'll be on a boat. It's what, fine. What but. about Crater Lake in Oregon? I hear you can see the bottom of that one. Really? Yeah. It's like super clear. How deep is it? It's deep. Yeah. Huh? It's like 800 feet or something. Holy shit. Yeah. But you can see the bottom? You can see the bottom. That's take take them there. That's fucked Maybe up. Maybe you'll dude. be okay. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go there and let's figure it out. <laughs> I, I get I get a boner for that like unknown territory, but more so it's like a nature boner, not a fear boner. <laughs> mm. Nature boner. So, yeah. Speaking camp camping, I sometimes get freaked out about like bears. Yeah, I mean that that I think that's not. Getting well, you did almost out. run that's into being, a bear on your bike. That changed me. I almost murdered a bear with a bicycle, and now I'm not afraid of them anymore. A bicycle. <laughs> yeah. How big was this bear? It no. was a mama bear. Um, shit. When he says murder, he means ran one over. Well, I mean, yeah. was it going to hit its head? And again, let's reiterate: if you ran, it, if you hit it with your bike, it probably would have just stopped you, and you would have died <laughs> yeah. by it, the bear. It might have taken From my eyes impact. out. It was a black bear in uh, Yosemite or okay. Yosemite to yeah. the natives, and um, I was coming downhill on a bike, and uh, two cubs ran out in front of me, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" And then. Um, and I was like, oh, that's rad. And then I like looked back over to the center of the road and, and a mama bear ran out. And I was like, oh, and she stops. And so I hit both brakes and I almost go over the front end of the bike. And I yeah. stopped maybe 
nine, ten feet from the bear. Oh, fuck. And we just had a little moment of looking in each other's eyes. Yeah. And I pedaled off the road and around her. And she took a couple steps after me and was like, nah, all right. <laughs> God. That's too far. That's... Uh, I'm but more honestly, terrified of seeing, like, baby bears than, like, big bears. Because you know what follows? Well, because you know that if it thinks that you're, like, messing with its children, right. it's going to be like, you, me, let's do this. So that was the first bear I've ever seen outside of a zoo. And I got to say... it. For a black bear, not that intimidating. It was kind of scraggly looking. Yeah. I was like, oh, it looks like it's kind like of a homeless person. Black bears are kind of just, yeah, schmappy. And it was real dainty. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could probably. They're like skinnier. Yeah, I was like, I could probably slap you around a little bit. Yes. I mean, you'd probably get my eyes out, but I'm, I'd probably give you a few knocks and yeah. upside the head. So we went like the zoo and stuff like that. And like, you, know, you see the tigers and whatever. And like, if you see them at the San Diego Zoo, it's like, oh, there's a tiger. That's pretty crazy, right? Um, I went to a zoo when I was in India, and there I went to this tiger like area or whatever. And maybe it's because the only thing separating you was just a trench, like yeah. a large, deep trench. But there wasn't like a huge like glass mm-hmm. or anything like that. But their tigers look way bigger. <laughs> like their their tigers. Well, I think they're native, right? So, <sighs> I like, guess. Yeah. Honestly, dude, like I'm Nala looking at from Aladdin. I'm looking at this Nala? room. Nala from Lion, Lion King? King? I'm That's dumb. a lion? I don't know. What? What was the what is what tiger's name from Aladdin? I don't know. Are you I, I was of, too focused on Jasmine, dude. Are you thinking of the tiger from Jungle Book? Nope. From Aladdin. Oh, yeah, right. I was thinking the Jasmine's, the Jasmine's tiger. Oh. Oh, yeah. In oh. any case, it was a big ass fucking tiger. That was a big tiger in that movie. Yeah. You, you, like it was it was like that. It was huge. And I was just yeah. like it, I had this moment where I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh man, it's a that's a Big tiger. Yeah. You've been to. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go to another thing. Like I did not feel comfortable standing there looking at it when it was like far away from me because yeah. far away from me it looked huge. Yeah, yeah. I got. I got freaked out. Same style like trench digging, like and that's all that separates mm-hmm. you at uh, San Diego Wild Animal Park. They have it. Yeah. With the gorillas, and I was like, this Ooh. is dumb. This is so dumb. I was yeah. like, gorillas could easily take over the world, Gorilla. and you're not separating them with us a barrier. Yeah, gorillas. It, the, it's like these guys could climb that trench in seconds. The day they learn, they've already started walking upright or standing upright. We've seen that. Oh yeah, and like where they could walk upright. If they learn how to use guns and drive, we're they, all dead. They could definitely use guns. Have you seen the video of the one breaking the glass yeah. in Nebraska? Yeah, it runs on yeah. its on two feet. And just jumps full body into the glass and shatters it. Now imagine if it did its <laughs> typical like charge; it probably would have broken through the glass. It, and it just walked away like I, I knew I freaked you all out. I'm done. Yeah. I saw a funny video yesterday where a gorilla was just like tearing grass yeah. like out of the ground, and there was people like working behind him, and he just tears a bunch of like a big dirt clod and grass and just turns around and hucks it at the workers and then just runs away <laughs> like he's laughing at him. Did, like, you, did you guys see the really photogenic yep. uh, gorilla? The one that's like all like he smolders and stuff like that. He's just like he has like really expressive eyes. Colby I'll, smolders. <laughs> I'll show you it after. But being that we're talking of things that are terrifying and things that are scary like yeah. nature. You know, a lot of people would argue probably the most dangerous and scary animal on Earth is man. <laughs> is Craigslist. And that's what we're exploring what? here in this movie. We're talking about the movie Creep. Uh, Evan, fill us in on the movie Creep. Um, so movie came out last year, 2014. Um, director Patrick Bryce. Yeah. 
He also wrote it with. Uh, and he's that six foot eleven motherfucker yeah, in the, the movie. Oh, is that Aaron. him? Yeah. yeah. Damn. I think, and he wrote it with with Mark Duplass from the league, and who also played Joseph, the, yeah. the creep. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's about it. It's, I think his. I don't know. It's his it's a, I, I looked a, at a uh, director, uh, Bryce's. Uh, oh, he's yeah. some other stuff. Yeah, he uh, he's got another one coming out with the Dublas brothers. They must well, have hit it off. This what? Which one? Uh, his next overnight. The overnight. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's looking like a, it's like a comedy. So, but he's also this. This is also the first of technically feature. what they say is a three part found footage really? movie trilogy. Oh of, shit! Oh, I did. I did. Um, they've already see had that announced. They've already had IMDb. Creep two and three on it under his filmography. Oh man. Mm. All right. Which he, I could see this could, going into. Yeah. Easily do that, especially because the producer is the same guy that does Paranormal Activity. Yeah. He probably wants to be like, yeah, let's pump this shit out. Yeah. He so, also did a movie called Pig Hunt. Oh, Pig Hunt. <laughs> sure. What is that it sounds like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it does. They so go to hunt wild up. pigs and, you know. That's Lord of the Flies. Something Fun. else happens. Something else happens. Uh, funny enough, I was, I was like, how did... I was very curious as to how Patty Bryce got this movie made i was like writer director actor clearly it's his it seems like his baby yeah and the only link i could find to him like really getting his word out there is that he was like um like a random sound credit like sound intern on safety not guaranteed which is a mark duplass vehicle and he must have hit it off because then i read more and more about this film and apparently he and duplass were just like trying different stuff and they didn't have a, a real script for this they just did an yeah. outline and they were like yeah let's just try this scene a couple different ways and then they kind of cut it all together because it's a found footage it's easy to do that you don't yeah. have to have so much so many scenes um you know filling filling the gap in your mind's eye like it's just this is what's recorded i feel like pretty crazy it's kind of a movie made off the cusp i feel like this movie costs like two grand to make <laughs> I mean, I feel like it probably costs more just to get like, yeah, lo- location. I couldn't find yeah. any any budget. I was looking for that to see yeah. kind of what what the profit turn was, but I'm sure it. I'm sure they had to spend some money on a you know sound department, and you you need some pretty pretty nice equipment in order to film a video with a video camera, which they do often Where it in this movie. Look like all crappy. Yeah, and it's in a single take, so you have to get it right. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's probably hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in this like, at least. Didn't break a million. No, uh, probably not. But I don't think this movie is depends in theaters, on, was it? Depends on how much Duplass I, I, wants. Yeah, I didn't see any marketing for it in theaters, however. Yeah. That was I, also around the time where I wouldn't have been going to theaters a lot. Not gonna lie. It's kinda crazy to me how much Mark Duplass does. Yeah. Like he's written in and the world. Been, He's yeah. written a ton of stuff. And yeah. Him and his brother. It seems like he's writer first and for- foremost. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Like, we all know him from the league. That's yeah. like where we found out about Which him. Which was fucking <clears throat> crazy to see him, like, being Pete on the league to, you know, the guy that just, like, makes you laugh all the time. Yeah. To being Joseph in this movie where he's just, he think, lives up to the fucking title. Do you think he was one of the, like, creators of the league? Because he's so. Uh, he does have a writing credit, I believe. It's just crazy to think that like like a show like that, and then somebody like, and then there's all these like, yeah, quote unquote serious esque type movies that he's done I, indie movies a ton. Yeah. He, he and his brother and write good, d- write and star in what indie movies. Like movies? Safety Not Guaranteed was okay. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
but like so like dark and like yeah comedy his, but like, his, like serious which one was safety not guaranteed it was the one where he puts the ad out in the paper right he believes he's uh found the secret to time travel yeah I think. oh okay yeah and he gets the one hipster chick to so it kind of has it, he, he gets the manic pixie dream girl parks and recreation yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh he yeah. he's also written uh Cyrus, which had uh John C. Riley in okay, it. Okay, yeah. And yeah. uh he wrote that? He wrote that. I didn't know that. And he also wrote the weird. He wrote the one Jeff Not Coming Home with uh yeah. Jason Siegel and Ed Helms. That movie was huh. a, a ton of indie movies he's written. But they're in. all like kind of serious darker like comedy. Like type a little stuff. bit more nihilistic or got a lot of psychology themes. Yeah. yeah. Which we definitely see in this movie too. Yeah. I By the way, say. to go back to the distribution yeah. of this movie, from I was reading some Variety articles. Apparently, this debuted South by Southwest Film Festival yeah. and got a lot of buzz, so it got it got picked up for distribution. Like this uh-huh. company wanted to distribute it, and it eventually got up. To, and the company that picked it up is a arm of the Weinstein Brothers. Yeah, and after like six months of festival touring they the weinstein brothers dropped it they're like yeah we don't want it anymore really yeah so it must have like done really well at south by south fest and south vist i am german and then like died off because they dropped it and then it went it got bought by netflix yeah so it went from getting probably a pretty wide release to a more limited release, like itunes yeah. and netflix yeah dude i um i'm gonna start by saying this this movie creeped me out it, it definitely creeped me out. Like I, you, you watch the trailer for it, and there's definitely more to the movie than the trailer suggests. Yeah, I think, you know, I I remember pausing it at one point and being like, I, I had to like go grab something or whatever, and then I was like, holy shit, I'm halfway through the movie, and it feels like I'm coming to like the climax. Like, what's gonna happen? Um, but so to kind of get back to it like uh the way that we normally talk about things you know we normally start by talking about the music and there's like no music in this so Ex- except the credits song th- is awesome yeah <laughs> yeah it's about uh it's about peach fuzz peach fuzz the wolf yeah, yeah peach fuzz the wolf <laughs> it was written by mark duplass <laughs> he wrote a song they should he does just, everything they should just name this movie wolf rape Wolf rape. Oh yeah. God! I can I can, I, can when we he was talk describing about something? That scene, yeah, that, it got kind of hot for me. <laughs> oh jeez! Just kidding. What about <laughs> when he was? What about when he was jerking off as well? Yeah, in his sweatpants. What was going? He was jerking off on like the fireplace, yeah. and then he started when he was dressed as a wolf in front of the door. He started like, like Rubbing doing the swivel ass. hips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just being like. I thought that he was gonna try to rape that guy. So, yeah, so wolf sexual. Yeah. Can I? Can Can we yes. talk about? I was honest that he. Never did anything creepy with that wolf mask, like pop up anywhere or attack him in the wolf mask. Minus the ending, yeah. Um, like I was like, that mask is like so scary. It would have been, it would have freaked me out if you would have seen that mask like outside somewhere or like then when he's like kind of stalking him. If you were outside his apartment in that mask, yeah. I was like, and, and they didn't use it at all until the end. And I was like, what is this supposed to be symbolic or something? Like I wanted to be freaked out by the scary wolf mask. I, the I was like a little kid was where he's preventing, um, where he's preventing what's his face, uh, Aaron from leaving where he's standing in front of the door, wearing the door, the, the mask. I think that's like the only, 
yeah. time it's really intended to do that, but maybe it's kind of like a decoy. And, and Aaron charges him. Yeah, in the preview, yeah. didn't he start running after Aaron in the preview? No, no I thought there was two. in a way that made it oh. look like that. Like, Although you're they, supposed to imagine and think that if someone's blocking your path and they're wearing a wolf mask, of course they're going to attack you. So they just edited like that. I feel know? like Aaron Although, was kind of a pussy in this movie, too. Like, if that bit. dude was standing in front of me, like, at, up until this point, Aaron Joseph, is six foot eleven. Yeah, Joseph wasn't take... a threat to him at all. Not like, really, yeah. like, 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 uh, uh, in a killing way. You know what I mean? Like, if I was Aaron and that he was standing in front of the door, I would have just charged him and knocked him out and then left. Which well, is kind of what he did. He it's exactly what he that. did. But yeah. like, here's the thing too. I I would argue that the minute that Aaron showed up, like that's when he was fucked. Well, yeah. Like, like so even then, like. He was always in threat, uh, like in danger of being killed from the moment he showed up. Just even if well, we like, know that now because of the end of the movie. But yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, even if he, because if let's say shit would have gone down differently earlier, I think that Joseph would have just fucking killed him. Like he just wouldn't have like hesitated to kill him. Like I, but I think that the whole point of this was Joseph's, I guess, psyche in the whole movie is that yeah. he wants to play with him, and that's. I think that's part of the. Um, Two, two things are, are, are happening here. One, I think that's the most brilliant part of the movie is that you're not sure for a long time whether or not Joseph is a killer. You know he's a freak and yeah. he's lying. That's very apparent. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay, yes, yes, he's lying. Can we uncover it already? Yeah. But you, they hold on to the like the edge of whether or not he's an actual killer Right. Um, so long into the movie. that I thought that was the, the brilliant part, but it does raise the question knowing what we do, how it ends where you find out that, that, uh, Joseph is like a mass murderer. Yeah. Um, do you think that we're going to get right to the ending? Yeah. That if, uh, uh, I can't remember Patrick Price's character's name. Aaron. Aaron. Thank you. If Aaron wouldn't have gone up to Lake Gregory to meet him, do you think that Joseph just would have then killed him anyways? Like no. at his house? Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean at his house? Um, I think he would have ended up like finding it, him and yeah, trying to kill him. Like if Aaron didn't actually go up to the yeah, lake to like clear him out. Yeah. Um, was yeah. he still a dead man? I think I, so. Yeah. I think that Joseph was crazy enough to. I mean, he was at his house already. In his house, cut his hair off. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. Okay. Of course, he's gonna end I, up in like you know what I mean. Like it, it was inevitable. I think. Aaron was stupid for not taking somebody with him slash a police officer with him. Yeah. And being like, hey, please accompany me with it to this, you know, blah, blah, yeah. and So he- here's the thing about this movie. It does a lot to really, like, raise the creep factor. You know, you have, you have Joseph that really, for me, made me, like, just uncomfortable the whole time. You know, and he's, like, uh, he's doing this weird stuff where he's just asking weird questions like that you wouldn't ask someone that you just met, you know, yeah, like I, I feel like, like if we didn't see the trailer, though, we yeah. would have thought it was like not as creepy. Well, no, no, I I, I argue that it would like, have been creepier because I know he's supposed okay. to be a creep by watching the trailer. Like if it was just like otherwise, let's say you just show me the movie without like telling me what it's called and stuff. I'd have been freaked out by it because he's just asking him. He's like, it's just stuff you wouldn't say to someone that you, you just problems. Meet. Well, like what, stuff like what's, that. What's well, an ashamed him, moment? He called him. Kept calling him as like his best friend. He was like, yeah, he's like loved him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't. Where, where he's just like, uh, if I met someone and let's say I just like scared them or whatever, like because they were just like, if I'm at some party and like I just met someone and then like I'm like, and I scared someone and they like whatever, I just be like, geez, oh sorry, I was 
just playing. Sorry about that. Like, oh man, looks like uh, I overstepped it. But like, he was just like, he's like, oh man, sorry about that. Yeah. But for a split second, you look like you wanted to kill me. Yeah. And that's it. And just leaves there it. Was there was a lot of like uh, foreshadowing in this yeah. movie, I thought. Like the whole axe thing yeah, in the beginning. And he mm-hmm. was like, hey, like when they're talking, they're like, when you saw that axe, it's like, did you think that I was going to kill you with it? Like, yeah. like stuff like that. That was did, just you, like, did that ever cross your mind? Yeah. And, you know, you have the whole just like, what's something you're ashamed of? And then he's like, well, I want to tell you. And then it's at first, it kind of seems like something that you won't really be ashamed of. The PP thing? No, no. Where, the where, photos? The, where he's like, I took some pictures of you like walking up. I'm like, okay. I mean, a stranger is coming to your house and you're kind of whatever. But like where he's like, he brought that up. He wanted Aaron to tell him something so that he could tell him and reveal that information. And that's the fucked up part. He wants to reveal these little things. Yeah. He wants to let him know. He wants to make Aaron feel on edge, but then disarm that and be like, well, no, it's okay because this, I, I, I was just, I'm sorry about that. You know, and yeah. that's the weird thing. It's just this toying with him, like he, he said. He is like a, like master manipulating him. Yeah. I do think, though, going back to the trailer point, the wolf mask would have been even scarier if I hadn't seen the trailer. If you hadn't? If I had not seen the trailer, I would have been even more creeped out. Because they, they show that once or twice on the trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah. creepy. Um, and then I would have been more creeped out, which also would have resulted me being more disappointed that they don't use the wolf mask in a creepier way. It's like, what was that movie? The the Gray with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Where in the trailer they show you him with brass knuckles made of yeah. al- broken alcohol bottles, like charging a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. And so all I wanted to do was see a man fight a wolf with brass knuckles. Yeah. And then you and I saw it. that movie, and That's that how never happens. Yeah. It yeah. ends with that scene that they you show in the trailer. I, I felt like the same thing here. I was Spoiler like, alert. there's yeah, exactly. I was like, there's going to be a sweet, like, creepy, you know, chase or moment of, like, yeah. scary wolf mask. And then there isn't. You, you know what I, I call that? I call that the firework factor. Um, on The Simpsons, do you remember the episode where they added uh, Poochie to Itchy yep. and Scratchy? Yeah. And they're on, like, Itchy and Scratchy are on their way to the fireworks factory. This is like, fireworks factory, two miles away. Another sign. Fireworks factory, half a, or, like, a quarter mile away. And then, like, they stop to pick up Poochie, and Poochie just starts, like, spouting, like, like catchphrases and doing this and that. And then he hops in the car and drives away past the fireworks factory, and it says the end. But in between there, because it was all just, like, oh, like, misdirection or whatever, uh, Millhouse, you just get a shot of him, and he's, when are they getting to the fireworks factory? Yeah. Um, so that's kind, of, that's kind of what it is. It's a fireworks syndrome. Um, that's why I hate movie trailers. But what I did like about the movie trailer is it definitely provided a lot of misdirection because I, I saw that thing where he's standing in front of the door with the wolf mask, uh, Peach Fuzz, and I thought, like, okay, that's going to be the end. He's trying to get away, and he's there, and then he, like, you know, um, stops it from, like, he stops him from leaving, and he's just like, okay, cool, that's going to be the climax. But it wasn't. It felt like it, and then the movie keeps going. Yeah, and it they approach that subject, yeah, like you said, in a bit of a misdirection because I expected it to be a little more stereotypical, you know, chase chase scene there yeah. where the killer's chasing his victim, but it's not not like that at all. Instead, yeah. it's like a very vulnerable moment for um, Joseph, yeah, and where he's in front of the door and he gets attacked. Yeah, it's completely against what you would expect. 
Yeah. Uh, unlike, I mean, the premise of the movie is very predictable, but there are they do some re- re- uh, they do reverse some things like that. What and then, um, what were you? Me and Chewie talked about it earlier. Yeah. In brief, about uh, and he was like, "Oh, there's a part in the movie that like." Kind of takes a turn where I was just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. For me, that was right after the escape. You know, right after Aaron makes it past because it kind of cuts to black and you see the dude, you see uh, Joseph with the bags and he's like digging like a grave. And that's not to say that that was a bad scene, but it was just, you see that happen. And I'm expecting when it comes back to not see Joseph. I'm expecting them to see, to see uh, like Aaron lying on the ground or tied up or something like that. Right. Um, but instead we see that and I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. I thought Aaron was dead. We're going to, I was like, maybe they killed Aaron and, or, uh, Joseph killed Aaron. And like, he just has the camera, like the camera was there or he like set it up to like film him doing that. Um, and then he turns the camera around on himself. Well, the what freaked me out was that it like stopped, like a pause, and yeah. I was I thought there was something wrong with my. That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden he turns, and I was like, "Oh!" And I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, but then I was like, "What?" And then you have this whole thing Tiger where he's shark. just like talking, <laughs> where he's just like talking about stuff, and and I was like, "Okay, well, this is weird. Like, what are they gonna?" Or like you know he just kind of explains it like oh yeah I just I got away. Um, I I thought that was like like at first I was really confused by that whole thing, but I thought it was a kind of a cool way to transition into now Aaron's like stalking him at home. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, but that five minutes Joseph is stalking. Sorry, Joseph stalking Aaron. That five minutes I was just kind of like. I don't know it about lo- this movie anymore. It, 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 it kind of lost me a little bit. And lost then, some intensity. W- when I, once you start seeing like the CDs coming in, then I was like, "Oh shit!" That Damn. whole like everything that happened with him at his house yeah. stressed me out. Yeah, it, especially yeah. that night when he was like when he first heard the noise and he like was walking around and then you see Joseph in the door. Yeah, and through the windows in the door. Oh. Why was he? Why was he wearing the wolf mask though? That would have freaked it's me out true. that yeah. much more. But I don't think he was trying to be seen. He was trying to just look for Aaron. He was just yeah. being being a creep. <sighs> How did he get his address? He has his ways. Dude. Google net. Google net. Google yeah. net. Google net. Yeah. All right. Um, but I think that's what uh, Littlest the movie doesn't work out well. But then they recover. So you can tell that the like there's not a firm script that was like drafted yeah. and redrafted yeah. because it loses huge intensity at that that yeah. turning point that you're talking about. And it doesn't it also starts to lose like credibility. Like for me, I'm like, Okay, clearly I would have like tried to turn this guy into the police. Yeah. yeah. Or if he starts talking to you, I would have like left my house for a couple of days yeah. or met anybody else that I know in the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, like so it starts to lose like credibility, like, okay, like I'm I'm losing some belief, uh, some disbelief yeah. here, but it also does work because they build up a lot more the intensity over again. So it's like kind of, you know, they do make some mistakes and then they recover from it. And I think that's because they're like, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if this situation happened? Wouldn't it be crazy if this situation happened? Like, like put yourself on the set. It's a, uh, you know, it's a two man show, and really the two ma- actors are 
writing the script as they do it. Yeah. It's kind of uh, avant-garde filmmaking. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's it, it's been done. Like John Cassavetes' guy in the 50s and 60s was popular for this. But to see it actually done this day and age and get financed and made, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's some clear mistakes. Like why Angela calls Joseph Joseph and then Joseph changes his name to Bill. Like, does, is Angela in on it? Like, yeah. Or is his real name actually Joseph and he just chose to use it with Aaron? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's some there's some faux pas there, but it's kind of creative that I, they, they keep the, um, the, you don't get bored. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, I actually, I read that about that. It was like one of the, they, they don't know if it's a goof or if it's intentional, but like, yeah, like maybe he just used the name Joseph with Aaron because he really liked Aaron a lot. Yeah. And so... Well, because yeah, in the in the beginning, he says the whole thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, that's great." He's like, you, "You've got a kind face. I can tell you're a really kind person." So I feel from, like there's a from the beginning, it's almost like he kind of picked him like, "You're gonna be my special yeah. one." And I kind of feel, but the he whole he would have had to known that when he first took Aaron's call. You know what I mean? Because he would have given him his name then and address. Yeah, that's true. So I, he would have like, there's no way that he would have got a sense of Aaron before. That's true. You that's know? true. I feel like there was a, a very strong like almost it almost felt sexual. Yeah, yeah. This whole movie, like I feel like Joseph had like a really strong sexual attraction to Aaron. Like he was like in love with him, especially the dream too, right? Well, Which that is, that was well, that was Aaron's that dream. was Aaron's dream. I know, but it's it was still sexual. Like yeah. I felt like, like Joseph had heart shaped hot tub. Yeah, Joseph had like Dumb and Dumber still this sexual tension yeah. between yeah. them. Well, and even like um, in the beginning when they're at that at the the heart. The heart, rock the heart shaped thing. rock thing, and they're like, just, this is before like things started getting weird. Joseph writes like J plus A with a yeah. heart around it, yeah, like you know, and then he sends the locket later and mm-hmm. stuff. And the, so it's just, I don't know, it's it's weird. I don't know if Joseph, like, if Joseph really f- approached it as a sexual thing, but it seemed very sexual because even I mean, well, well, we don't really know because he's a kook, but like when he sent that last DVD, he was like. I'm just really alone and I just really want a friend. And I mean, that could be a lie or whatever, but I mean, obviously it was cause he killed him, but <laughs> yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. I, I kind of in, in interested to, to go back and look at the names on the tapes in the closet and like yeah. the final shot and yeah. see if they're all dudes. Well, what's, they're not. I thought I saw some females. I saw some but I'd, okay. I'd like to go back and watch I remember again. a lot. Most of them are dudes. Like I remember seeing like a Kyle, but I think I saw like an Angela. No, that was his sister. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because but he he does seem kind of attracted to, um, like the some spe- specific like man things about yeah. Aaron. Yeah. You know, he's like he's like you're fine. Like you can handle yourself. And then uh, he's like really kind of like, I I don't know why, but I felt like he was into Aaron because Aaron was also tall. Like he was yeah. constantly like hugging him and like kind of putting putting his head like under his arms, like Aaron was like gonna take care of him, you know. Almost like how he was quote making this video for his unborn child. It, it, it's this weird like mix of like sexuality and like reverence for him, where he's it, it's sometimes like he wants to be with him, like in love with him, and then sometimes like he loves him, like if he's like a long lost father that he's never known or something like that you know like he said you know he's like it's a person that's physically larger than him and you know he also has like you know he's like oh like constantly trying to hug him and like he wants Aaron's attention and it's this weird borderline of 
is it because he wants Aaron to feel the same way about him, or is it because he wants Aaron's approval? And yeah, and I, I don't know if we know if this is like a unique case, or if that's like all of his victims. I guess he wouldn't know with a Craigslist ad, but yeah. I get the feeling like, he, like I honestly think that out of all the people he's killed, like look what he says at the end, like how he truly like. Like Aaron is the best, and yeah. like he thinks, like you know, I mean, like I think, like he honestly thinks that Aaron is a good person. Yeah, I think that that's part of his like craziness is that he is. I think he really does want to find a friend. Yeah, and uh, um, somebody to listen to him yeah. and things like that, and, and to connect with. I think that his craziness is just overpowering and it makes him kill people yeah. but i think that aaron probably probably is the best person he's ever met and like he said like like you it, like that's why you didn't turn around yeah. because you're such a good person like yeah. you wouldn't that, expect something bad to happen i'm so glad you brought that up yeah yeah it's so good because th- let's talk about that the reason he really loves aaron the most that he tells us is that aaron essentially believes that people are good right right yeah and like that despite tr- like what they might have displayed in the past. Exactly. Right. Despite all the creepy ass shit he just did to him. Um, and so I feel like that's a huge topic that this movie is raising is like, like the goodness of, of humankind. Like, like do humans accept that people are naturally good or do you, you know, like are, are you given to paranoia that everybody's bad? Yeah. And so I thought that was like a really strong point that it was making that he f- loved Aaron the most because he did accept that people are are naturally good. Yeah. Which begs into the question of, you know, are we born uh good and made evil or are we born just straight evil, you know? Um but also what you said I I want to disagree on one point. I don't think that he wanted a friend. I think that that whole video was a this is my opinion. The video was a sham just to get Aaron to come back to pose the question of whether or not Aaron would believe he's naturally a good person or be like, no, this guy's psycho. And I think that's because my opinion, um, Joseph was going to kill him no matter what, no matter what he did. And he was really testing to see how many people he can trick into thinking that he is good, but he's not good. And he doesn't want a friend. He's going to kill them no matter what. He's got tapes and tapes of this. He's like the last scene we see is like very sadistic and, and and like has this like real evil face. He's not all smiley like he's been. So I I think it was personally a show, and he was gonna kill him no matter what. And it's more of his like experiment is like I want to toy with these people and push them to the edge, and then see how they react. Yeah, that was my take on it. Um, I mean, th- this also comes down a lot to human psyche because uh, we talked about last episode. I think it brought it up the uh, or a couple episodes ago. Um, that documentary, the Tiffany documentary, I think we're alone now with the the two stalker people yeah, or the two people that are obsessed. Last episode, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it's that fine line, dude, because those people, like the one dude that's in that documentary, despite having just met her like briefly and passing a few times and stuff like that, like he's not like, oh, I want her to be my friend. In his mind and the way he talks about it, we're great friends. I have written to her and she's written back to me and she remembered my name and we're great friends. Like in his mind, they are friends. 
you know, they know each other and, and whatever, even though she might just be like, oh, it's that crazy guy. Um, so I think he actually wanted a friend and found one in Aaron. He found his perfect friend, his best friend, his his boyfriend, his father, whatever it was that he saw in Aaron. And that carries through even after Aaron's death. Like, he kills him, but it's not just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we were friends. I think he still views him as, oh, he's my friend. Okay, so kind of kind of a different take. Kind of like like he actually wanted the friend, but it wasn't, he was he was still always going to kill him. I, yeah, I think it's, and I he think became it's a his friend because yeah. he liked what Aaron was. Like, I think he was, like you're saying, James, like he was going to kill him no matter what, but kind of what Chewie's saying, like, like, it was like the best like it's essentially like his prized kill essentially like like he was aaron was like the person like the person he was looking for kind of thing he's still gonna kill him obviously and add him to his collection but he was still like like he even says it like like you were i don't know what exactly how he phrases it but Mm -hmm. he says like like you are my bet like my best or something like that or my best friend you'll, you'll always be my favorite or something, or something yeah like that, something right? like that. or you'll always be my lo- says, most yeah. loved one you're and the greatest d- person in the world and that's why i love you and you'll always be my favorite all of uh, out of all of them yeah but to me I, I just read it differently this is what's interesting about this movie right it poses this question yeah because i read it as uh, like aaron is was always going to be his victim first most yeah he didn't really care about the friendship he he was gonna be the victim maybe from the moment he replied or he agreed to go and meet him like maybe had he not gone up there it's possible he might not have gotten killed wait wait which time the initial time he goes uh, up there or after the initial time aaron goes up to meet joseph the first time oh yeah i don't think if i think if he wouldn't have gone up there he wouldn't have been killed yeah the second time i think he was dead no matter what yeah absolutely but Wait, i think second time when, when he, he goes, goes up to the lake to meet him lake Gregory, oh, oh, the oh. final scene um but i'd i'd say that that joseph isn't after friendship i think he sees these people as victims and he and uh, aaron is his favorite because aaron is the only one who believed that he was good like I think he would ha- had this attachment to Aaron because Aaron had a good heart, not necessarily because of the previous moments where that he th- felt that there was a friendship well, bond. I don't. I don't think he's looking for a friend. I think he ends up realizing like he's looking for a victim, and that's why you know he puts the ad out there and all that stuff. But then in doing so, you know, because he doesn't have a friend, he's kind of it, it's not his quest. You know, he but he just doesn't have anybody and he's looking for that subconsciously and he finds that in Aaron. But he's like, well, you know, it, it's it's like one of the it's, it's it's like a weird situation. It's like those people that and, and I mean, I've been that person before where you're looking to be with someone and then they start to show interest in you or you or they get close to you and you kind of do stuff to push them away. But instead of pushing someone away, he fucking kills them. There's just that part in him that's broken that's like the only way to express or to keep him this way is to make sure he doesn't change. And if he do, the way that I can make sure he doesn't change is to kill him. I like that. I like that they kept that ambiguity where you can go, you can kind of argue either way. Yeah. What do you guys think of the um, the wolf metaphor throughout? What do you think we can draw from that? Like, well, the, yeah. the, not only does Joseph constantly talk about the behavior of wolves, but then there's yeah. also the. Aaron's crazy wolf dream 
<laughs> being a wolf pup. Yeah. I think that just came from the peach fuzz thing and the the bestiality rape. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the uh, yeah, like when you send some the stuffed animal and he talks about how wolves wolves can, are like like they just they're just trying to love. They're very loving yeah. animals, yeah. but they at the end of the day are a killing machine, and sometimes yeah. they kill what they love. Yeah, they don't know how to show it, and so yeah. they just kill it often. So it's it's almost like trying to work through this. It's almost like Joseph loves these people, but he he doesn't know how to show it, so he kills them. I guess. I guess maybe yeah. that does le- lend credence to um, you know, he he does befriend these people, and then he doesn't know I mean, how to stay friends, and he kills them. Yeah, it's just one of those things where he does that, where he just doesn't know how to interact with people, and he has this desire to kill them, despite having positive feelings towards people like it just doesn't stop him there's something that overrides this is you need to kill him and not necessarily because he loves him it's not i don't think it's a i love this person this person's my friend i like them so i'm gonna kill them i think it's one of those things where it's he likes these people he gets to know these people but there's something in him that says well maybe you should kill him and it's just kind of this thing that he just feels like catch up yeah just just kill him you know what i mean and he just does it and it doesn't like phase him and i think maybe what it could be is him trying to attribute that to some higher meaning saying like well in nature this and this but i don't know that it it actually is that way then why does he videotape all of them and he makes all of them as like a found footage type scenario like he has all those tapes of the Mm -hmm. of the tape like i feel like if he was trying to do that um and it was just like a whatever instinctual yeah. reaction in his own mind or whatever because mm-hmm. he was cr- crazy well, or whatever. Like why the need to want to tape it? Trophies. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're if you're just going through it, like if I was all of a sudden just like, oh, and like I had this weird yeah. emotion and I needed to kill somebody because of how it felt, I wouldn't think well, to be like, I'm going to document <laughs> this every single time. But I that's, do it. that's what I'm saying. Is I'm I think not- like that's, I think that's, where it comes in, like he legitimately is crazy. That's I, I agree with that. I'm not saying he says, you know, I feel this, and now I want to kill the person. I think it's two separate things. He is kind of at his root that there's something in him that's broken, and he's still a normal person. He still has the desire to establish connections and stuff like that. But there's this other, let's say, let's call it a voice, you know, in his head telling him to kill something, and. Real, I, I saw this study um, or, or I saw some thing about this and it said um, that if you were to be at the edge of a cliff with like your best friend, your, your, your wife, your husband or whoever it was, and they were sitting there dangling or standing on the edge over it, they asked the question, have you ever thought to yourself, even for a split second, I could totally push him off the edge right now? And he says, okay, well, we don't actually do that. Most of us don't do that because it's it's crazy. But it's a normal part. Like It's something that happens when we find ourselves in a position of power to be able to end someone's life. Sometimes it just happens. We're like, I could hit this person right now with my car. I could this push was, them over the edge. But This was pretty premeditated, though. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, but we rein it back in. So... The thing is, with someone who's broken, 
you know, they can have that feeling or the thing, the feeling of, I wonder what it's like to kill someone, but rather than being like, well, that no, that's stupid. That's wrong. You know, like I shouldn't do that. It's like, well, maybe you should find out, you know, it, it's the, it's that aspect of it. And I think that's what it is. It may be the videotaping part of it is simply a symptom of how can I get people? How can I get victims? You know, and it's, well, if I tell people I need a videographer, there you go. You know, you're bringing people to you and maybe it even gives them a chance to screen um, to see how many people they have around them. I I think, or I think it's just, this guy is completely just not crazy. It's it's also a good premise to get people up there. And he, yeah, yeah, he's just literally a serial killer. No, he is. And this is, he doesn't actually have a mental disorder well i mean he does because he's a serial yeah. killer but i just mean like he's not like oh i need friends i'm sad i'm alone and that's just all an act just to it get could be killed. yeah it could it could be but what i would argue is at the end of it his tape has you know he puts the heart around you know aaron or whatever and stuff like that no one's gonna see that but him that's for him so that's where i'm like there's something special about that one kill at least for whatever reason, maybe it could be as simple as that was his favorite kill because he he killed a pure, let's say, a pure soul, a pure person, as opposed to people that he may have judged to be corrupt or something like that. I, I think I think probably a lot of the other people he had to track down and they were more realistic and he had to track down and murder them. Yeah, it could have been that, dude. And like the, the, the thing about this movie that kind of bummed me out a little bit is, like you said. You have this stalker, this guy that's, you know, sending you this and that. And, like, I get it. The cop may not, or the cops on the phone may not have been like, well, we don't have a way to contact this person, whatever, whatever. But I feel like you would try again. Yeah. And or leave. And your video, <laughs> but like, you're videotaping it too. That's- so you could be like, hey, I'm going to show you this video footage of where, you know, I'm finding these things. Theoretically, he has all the video footage to show the police. He has, like, tons of evidence to show the police, like, hey, there's somebody after me. Yeah, like, this this person is after me. And look, I found this thing, like, inside my house. I found this thing outside on my doorstep. Um, I was watching this with Matt, and Matt's like, apparently he doesn't review his video footage. Yeah, Yeah, because he would have seen the hair clipping. And exactly Joseph at his door. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But here's what's kind of here's where it kind of gets into a little bit of social commentary for me. How much video do we all take now that it's all so easily and readily available? Right. I take tons of footage on my phone. After I save it, how often do I go back and look at it? Right. Granted, I'm not looking for something. I'm not like, well, I'm trying to prove that this person's this or that. You know what I mean? But digital hoarding is a thing, you know, and I I know that's not like this big like soapbox thing or whatever that I, I don't think he was trying to make like being like, oh, we need to stop doing this. But just in the sense of like. Where this film was centered around capturing a ton of footage. You know, and we're constantly capturing a ton of footage and we're not doing anything with it. And it's kind of like, well, it removes the um, 
what do you want to call it? Like it removes the, the, the fact that it's kind of a special thing that we do, you know, taking photos and taking videos. If we look back in the day, it was a big deal, right? People would get all dressed up. You go, you take your portraits. Now everyone takes a selfie and stuff like that. So it's almost like I felt a little bit of like, Hey, like if we pay attention to the things that we're doing, if we only like film the things that count, you might pay a little bit more attention to it and it becomes more important and maybe he wouldn't miss some of those things. I, I don't know. Or maybe I'm reading too much into it. What do you what do you guys think? <laughs> I I didn't get it like a sense of oh he should have reviewed the tape and and seen that. I I don't know why. It's just I probably wouldn't have been in the same situation even with a psychopath around me. Yeah. If for some reason I was videotaping, which I mean, let's be honest, even in this, this digital age, none of us would be videotaping that. Yeah. I I wouldn't go back and review it because one, I wouldn't think to videotape it in the first place. And two, I would be. Well, when I say videotape, you know, I mean about. record. I, I, yeah. I'm assuming he's using digital. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I wouldn't think to record my phone call to the you know police and yeah. then later go back and like review it, you know, like I, I would, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind, I yeah. guess, but um, You'd be like two in that moment. Yeah, and I feel like I'd seen everything, you know. Well, I, I feel, and it's going off the same thing. I think like if you were hired to do this job, where you were hired to videotape yeah. this dude, mm-hmm. when you left that thing, like that situation, you probably wouldn't videotape your life after that, no. unless that was yeah. your job and that was what you're into is videotaping yeah. but, everything you do. But, but that's the thing; he's he's filming everything he does for some reason. But I don't think well, it. I don't. I think it's just for the sake of the movie because yeah. it's a found footage movie. Let's yeah. Let's like, talk. I don't about, think a normal person would do that. He, he wakes Agreed. up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and it's he like talks to it. You know, and I get it's a device, but I'm just saying it's one of those things where he could have shown that to someone and it, I think it does. It does um, maybe raise a question about. Aaron, right? Yeah. Because a, a couple times in this movie, I almost thought that there was going to be a twist where Aaron actually kills Joseph. I don't know if you got that at all, but I, I, like, I kind of felt that, to be honest. There were like a, a couple moments where, one, when he was drugging him with what we find out later is Benadryl, yeah. I was like, oh, is this, there going to be a twist and actually Aaron is the That's killer? That's kind of what I thought it was going to be. And then he attacks him in at the door and... I was like, oh, is, you know, like, like again, Aaron's the aggressor here. And he, like, so I was waiting for that twist, but it, it made me think kind of, you know, Aaron doesn't call anybody, any of his friends to come get him. He doesn't yeah. call like, ha, like have a girlfriend that he lives with. He lives at a place by himself. I'm like, Aaron is like also a loner. Yeah. And I think that lends credence to him being like the baby wolf in his dream and being like, baptized by joseph yeah where, where he's like killed. using the water to like bless him and stuff yeah they, and he literally gets i don't not baptized but blessed when they're in that heart rock no but then he does his dream he's getting baptized oh yeah because true. he's pouring wine over him right yeah like it's almost like here's a glimpse like aaron you are also a wolf yeah a lone wolf and you don't know it and you will accept killing people who you love too yeah and joseph is the like paternal wolf because he already accepted that. Yeah, and if he's making this video for his unborn child and doesn't have an unborn child, who's he's he's talking to Is Aaron the Aaron the unborn child? Yeah. Buddy. Oh shit. Oh. I kept I kept thinking that um like when 
Joseph kept sending Aaron the videos um, that Joseph was going to set Aaron up for like a murder. Oh, oh that would have been interesting. Because <clears throat> he sent him the knife. So Aaron's holding yeah, the knife, yeah, has his fingerprints true. all over this he, knife. He's trying to talk him into murder. And then he cut his hair off. I thought like maybe Joseph's going like, to kill somebody, DNA, oh. plant the hair on the, the person and you just, know, send the last video be like, hey, by the way, you just killed this person. Yeah, just, just to cover his tracks, I guess. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Or just like get him in trouble. Just because Aaron him. wasn't playing along. Kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Well, what was really fucked up, and I don't know, this movie really draws you in, and it really does that once you get into Aaron's house. Maybe it's because the whole like... You learn that Aaron is just as fucked up as Joseph. Well, you are Aaron. Maybe not just You know, as. that's why you see it through Aaron's point of view most of the time, right? And... um as such, when Aaron goes home, you go home. You know, when you leave Joseph, you know, that's when Aaron does. And maybe that's why it sucks me in so much because the point where um, Joseph grabbed the camera and started just slowly moving in a river, I didn't even realize that it was like being moved. And then I was like, Matt was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, what? And I'm looking in the background to see if someone's moving in the background. And he's like, the, the and I'm like, oh, shit. Someone's holding the camera. Oh, no. Are you talking about the scene where he cuts his hair? Like, uh, right before. Right yeah. before. Where he you just the see camera. the camera move while yeah. Aaron's sleeping. And I was like, oh, and he, just looks, I, and he just looks at his legs for a I second. Didn't, I didn't yeah. even realize that, dude. And like, it, oh, it freaked me. I knew me. that was going to happen because Aaron was asleep. It freaked me out that, that like... I didn't realize it. Otherwise, it was paranormal activity all over again, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you could make the case that Aaron is freaking on the path to become a psycho, too. Here's the thing. Because he kind of, like, wouldn't you leave... Like in the in the weird moment where the guy doesn't know what to order at like the pancake place, I was like, "Wait, you you were talking about your family?" No, I, and I, I like, wouldn't I wouldn't leave there to be honest because I'm like, it, whatever. But Aaron kind of like feeds into he almost is too naive. You know what I mean? He like kind of he's yeah. like so naive that he feeds into like Joseph's thing, and I'm like, how fucked up is Aaron not to like get the hell out of there? I would have yeah. left like when he was originally trying to leave. When they got back from the woods. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't have gone up for whiskey. Nope. Yeah, no. Because he still had his keys on him at that point. Yep. Sure. I would have just been like, okay, no. I'm like, And let's say you make it up there for whiskey and you can't find your keys. Fuck it. You leave. You walk. Yeah. You know, you just keep walking and it can be a dangerous thing or whatever, you know, but it's better than staying in the wolf's den. Did you, you guys, know? did you guys, and this might be nothing, but did you guys... Like pick up, I, I I started picking up on this like as soon as the movie started. There's what? a lot of yellow in the movie. Hmm. Like Aaron okay. drives a yellow car. There's yeah. a yellow door. A yellow door. When he first goes in the house, there's like a yellow water bottle on the thing. Yeah. There's just a bunch of yellow in the, like the first like ten or fifteen minutes of the movie. They call oh. me Mellow Yellow. I don't know if it has to do with anything. I'm just bringing it up. No, maybe whatever. It's, maybe it's just uh, like to, you know put positive images in your mind because yellow is like kind of a happy color right so maybe it's a throat kind of throw you off or like kind of make you associate maybe. joseph with a happy person it's good good know. question um production design mise-en-scene i also yeah. noticed when he first pulled up to the house and he's like looking up you know the the long staircase to the joseph's house yeah. there's down like so he's parked he looks up and like where he's parked, the same level as where he's parked, there's like a little garage off to the f- sure. like far right, and then there's like a like a white Prius or something in front of it, and then like 
minutes later, like after he like meets Joseph and stuff, and then like, before he goes back upstairs, the Prius is gone. That might mm. just be a goof. I don't know. Yeah, but could be. Dude, um, I'll bring it up. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Like, so I'm make, looking, makes I'm, you want to rewatch it. I've looked up the meaning of the color yellow, and it says okay in. Um, so it talks about the natural, you know, just like whatever. But it says um, the mo- the movie with uh, Robert Redford. <laughs> it's 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 the color of happiness and optimism, of enlightenment and creativity, sunshine and spring. Lurking in the background is the dark side of yellow, cowardice, betrayal, egotism, and madness. Mm. Furthermore, yellow is the color of caution and physical illness. Um, Perhaps it's no coincidence that the sources of yellow pigments are toxic metals, cadmium, lead, and chrome. Um, But yeah, so maybe it's that because there's the betrayal. There's yeah. you know you have that two thing. It's like it's happiness and right. optimism. Like it's, it's trying to show that like maybe uh, we may be reading way into this, yeah. but it may be like Joseph's just a good guy. This is going to be like this is yeah. a good thing for you, and then it turns. You know, yeah, I don't think we're reading madness. way into it. There's, I mean, think about it. there's entire um, when you crews th- on movies that do that are doing production design. They what? think about every single thing oh, yeah. in the frame. And they made know? a point of making it known that it was a yellow door. Like he's like. The like yellow as door. A, yeah, he's like, oh, the yellow door. Like it was he read it from the ad kind of thing. Yeah, and, and you have that. You have right. Joseph's facade. You know, the like, oh man, the power of positive thinking in the yeah. beginning. You know, where he's like, I'm gonna beat it. Um, His overcoat at the end is kind of yellow, like kind of beige, I guess. Yeah. And then you have, um, yeah, so you have that kind of like optimism, and it's also enlightenment. And what's Joseph trying to do with? Aaron he's trying to enlighten him to the proper way of thinking of like a wolf right that's kind of fucked up I didn't notice that but yeah the car and the door but yeah and like inside the house the lighting was really like a warm well, there's yellow. a lot of you know, like yellow stuff in his house too like the paintings and the just yeah. Like, like, like yeah I uh, and then, yeah when he's like I painted these with my dad I'm like no you fucking didn't those are yeah. way too good yeah yeah and who paint yeah if it was you and bears? your dad like half of it would be shitty yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Your dad of Van Gogh? Get out of here. (laughs) How awesome was that axe shot, though? I loved that scene. At the end? Yeah, I was like, what? I was a little pissed. Fall, uh, like, like drop out of his coat. Yeah. Yeah. When I I first saw him, like, when when Aaron first sat down and he, like, turned around real quick because he heard something and he, like, chainsaw. Is that what what it was? Yeah. And he, he turned around. First of all, how did he not see him when he turned around? Well, he might not have yeah. been in frame. He yeah. might have been behind. No, someone. because literally, as soon as you turn around, you start seeing Joseph's shadow. I saw a shadow moving mm-hmm. way before Joseph even entered the scene. Well, I think that's why they position it in the bottom right corner, so you have no idea what the landscape looks yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. He must have been like pulling a Scooby Doo. I thought totally hiding thought behind that tree. Aaron was gonna live in this. I didn't think that. Joseph was going to kill him. You didn't think he was going to end up killing him? No. I, I thought, thought at the end, like, I was like, come on, Aaron. Like, like bend over to like tie your shoe or something and like make a miss. Yeah. And then like, uh, or did, did you think that he was just going to scare him again? Like the ultimate scare like you've been doing? <laughs> like he did, like he did at the camera at the very end. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. That scared me. I so won't lie. Let's, let's talk about this. So there's a lot of stuff in there that was just for the audience, not for the sake of the movie that, that did kind of cheapen it a little bit. Like where he yells at the camera for no reason at the end. And then you see him like screaming at the part where he scares himself apparently yeah. Yeah. after the fact. You know, you have the part where um 
where where Aaron is looking for Joseph when he comes out of the bathroom after being on that call with Angela, and he's like looking for him, and then he goes around the corner and he sees the trash bags, but it's all like fast, like oh, and he like scares himself with the trash bags. It's kind of like all right, like come on, you know what I mean? I it it almost felt like they were just like oh, we got to get these scares in there, otherwise people aren't gonna react well to this. And I feel like if you leave a couple of those things out it would make it even creepier and, and worse because it then amplifies the times when you do see. Cause like when he then pans over, although he, none of them are with a wolf head on. <laughs> well, maybe they could have saved that and used that instead, you know, but like, Let, let's talk about the, the inconsistencies with his sister. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel like, okay, weak link. If my, if my brother was a yeah. psychopath yeah. and I had, even if I didn't know he was killing a bunch of people, yeah. but I just knew he you was probably wouldn't messed call up. Call him. Well, not even that. Why wouldn't you have somebody looking for him yeah. or after him or trying to put him into a hospital? Like, yeah. how is he? Like, I, I get it. Okay, if he killed like two or three people in the course <laughs> yeah. of this, like, okay, he got away with a couple of murders. Yeah, yeah. The guy had a freaking collection yeah. of like yep. hundreds of VHS tapes. Now, yeah, she she was very clear that he has a serious problem and and Johnny Boy needs to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. either she was in on it or she just or she just knew about it and just wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah because or, she just like calls him once during the movie. It's not like she's constantly trying to find her brother and like call him. Yeah, yeah. And then how did how did the phones just start losing reception all yeah. of a sudden? Yeah, it did make sense. Whatever. I mean, she could have been driving through a tunnel. Yeah. I I just think it's more like. Okay, yeah, she's not constantly trying to find him or whatever. And she's not like, shit, you're with my brother. You need to fucking get out of there right now. Or like, like if that. She's just like, okay, just um, leave. You, you just need to leave and just start walking. And she's not like, he's a killer. Get out of there. This and this and that. Well, she's I don't like, think she oh, knows that just, he's a killer. You just need to leave. She must not so. because doesn't Aaron ask, am I in danger? And she's like, you should just probably leave. Yeah. But like that, that kind of sounds to me like I'm not gonna answer your question because I don't want to say yes or no. But like it, it, yeah, it almost sounds like she knows that he's killed, but doesn't want to turn him in. Or what like, the, yeah, what the fuck's wrong with her? She's fucked up too. Do you think that he he raped his now, sister? That's the thing. Did he rape his sister? Dun, dun, dun. Or did he? Was that all fake? And like, how fucked up know. was that? Maybe that, d- that was a, what I thought you were talking about. Where you're like, I don't think that needed to be in the movie. No, like, no, that's that, that, that whole that, that whole was scene was creepy. like it was creepy, but at all at the same time, it didn't really play any other purpose in the movie. Well, it played the purpose, I think, for for Joseph to quote reveal to uh, he keep, he to keep, Aaron that he's not a good person. He keeps revealing a little more and a little more and a little more intense stories. Right? It just made him maybe made him sound like a like a I don't know kinky pedophile. Not yeah. pedophile. I don't know why I said In- that. Incestual being. I just like yeah. like I don't know. Some people are into that stuff, but it, I don't think it makes him seem like a killer. It's just. Well, no, I don't no, think no. he was it's trying just, to add himself as a killer, but just trying to let him know like there's more he, to me. Yeah, he keeps revealing like little crazy ass shit. I'll say him. this: you can't rape your wife. <laughs> uh, I've tried. Uh, oh, God. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, Come on. That's Evan LeBron at Evan LeBron. <laughs> your wife is with child. I know exactly. How do you think wolves? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there were some there were some plot holes. American in, in, Werewolf in the bedroom. Uh, there's some plot holes in it in that sense, but overall, dude, I, I yeah. thought it was. I hope that the next two, if they do do the yeah. trilogy, either expound on this 
or are completely different stories. Yeah. But the end result is that he I want gets du- his comeuppance. I want Duplass back. Oh, yeah. Kill, killing I, it again in the same He way. better be in all three of them. Yeah. I, th- I just hope in the third one, maybe, maybe his victim kind of gets one up on him yeah. or something. Yeah. In fact, it'd probably be best if they only made two, huh? Or I guess the third one, could, it could be like Saw, and then it's like, oh, my sister Angela is now going to kill people. But what are you going to... If you or do like, the same premise... Or the second one could be the same premise, but like maybe the second one ends with like the dude get, or whoever getting away, and then the third one picks up where that one left off, and it's them still oh, battling yeah, it out or something. Right. I don't yeah. know. And then the what, one victim of those ends up winning. One of those is going to be a prequel. One of those is going to be how we got started. With the way they do be. those things, like one of them. One of them's going to be the wolf rape question scene. for you. Yeah, Peach Fuzz. How stressed out were you when he was starting to get into tubby time that you were going to see Mark Duplass <laughs> thong? Oh, it almost popped uh, up. Yeah, I was so stressed pubes. out. I was like, I don't want to see you naked, yeah, man. There was I don't. Pubes. There just, was, uh, please just pan away. Well, that scene, like, at first I started kind of laughing, like this is super cheesy, and the longer it went on, I got really creeped out right? by it. <laughs> And I, I was like, that, that was really good acting, Mr. Duplass. Well, I wrote down that, like, if you take the kid out of the equation for the things we do with our kids, then we all look like fucking psychopaths. Yeah. But then I, I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to more of that, like, acting yeah. from from uh, uh, Mark Duplass. But then later when he's doing, like, the uh, Peach Fuzz song, I was like, this is almost it's, hilariously bad. Yeah, it yeah. It's like a bad <laughs> YouTube skit. Yeah, there's a there's a couple where I was like, ah, yeah, you're not selling me on it. Yeah, but I don't know, dude. It still unnerved me. I thought it was pretty damn creepy, and I think um, I don't know, I don't know exactly what the message is, and maybe that's the message is that things aren't just things aren't always what they seem, and just look a little closer. And if you see those, I don't even want to say red flags, those yellow flags, then fucking run, because it's like. Maybe the message was just to not be a good person because you'll just end up dead. Yeah, just like, it, just be like aware and don't be like super gullible or something. Or I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's a lot of just weirdness in this movie. Yeah, I don't really get what the. I don't know if there even was a message, but I feel like was, the, I, I feel like there is, and I feel like watching a few more times. I don't know, might reveal that, but don't tr- DTA, bro. Thanks, Stone Cold. Speaking of kind of looking beneath the surface, though, and cutting deeper, that brings us to our killer dissection. James, you you are the man with the scalpel. Well, we've gone pretty deep so far and explored some thematic uh, trails and uh, messages, if you will. Um, So I'm going to give you just a quick, um, some quick lingo. Yeah. I'm going to do a little, little Hollywood production lingo. Okay. Um, there's a classic filming technique called the shot reverse shot. Uh, it's a very simple idea. You always see it in dialogue. Um, dialogue traditionally, two people sitting at a table, right? You'll see yeah. one person looking into the camera or just off of the camera, looking at somebody else, giving delivering lines, and then immediately followed is a cut, and you see the other person's face. So you uh, looking at towards the camera. So you see what the first person was looking at right so you see it from one person's perspective then it cuts across the table to the other person's perspective shot reverse shot very common uh way of storytelling right um it took me a long time to wrap my my uh 
head around it because you're when they do that, there's a certain line that they're not supposed to break where you get too confused, right? They want to keep everything on the same side. So there's like a 180, in, invisible 180 degree line yeah. that you only see, if they're in a restaurant at a table, you only see one side of the restaurant. Yeah. So you know where everybody is. Yeah. Um, and the best way that I saw or thought, was able to think about this when you're, say, a director or a cinematographer, how are you going to shoot something, is uh, picture this movie. A couple times in this movie, we see Aaron shooting um, Joseph and Joseph will either take the camera from him and turn it around onto Aaron, right? Or vice versa, he'll give yeah. it back to him. And you notice they still don't break this 180-degree line. Every time they hand the camera back and forth, they never hand it the opposite way. So if it turns to the right between them, it yeah. turns back that way when they yeah. hand them back. And so it's a really clever way of their obeying classic, classic 1930s Hollywood techniques. Yeah. Um, but they're also showing you, you know, think of it outside of like behind the scenes they're also showing you what a shot reverse shot is actually looking like it's as yeah. if somebody were handing a camera back and forth right so it's a really cool way to think of it um you know we, we take it for granted a lot because it's so fluid and our mind fills the gap between it but when it's shot shot on one person and then cuts to that next person talking really what we're seeing is someone passing a camera back and forth right yeah. So it's a cool way to take that motion out of it, and that's a little little fact about Hollywood. They trick you. They eliminate the motion of taking because theoretically there's only one camera, which we know is not always true. Yeah, but yeah. if there theoretically there's only one camera, and instead of people passing it back and forth, they take they cut that out. Hence the term cut. They cut that out and show you shot reverse shot. Yeah. So this mm. is this is a kind of co- cool way to think about it. Watch how they do it because they obey all the angles. Yeah, they don't they don't spin the camera around to confuse you. Yeah. It's very fluid. You you know where they are, and that's essentially what editing does, right? So, Classic right. Hollywood editing takes that out for us, makes movies a little quicker. They know that our mind can fill the gap of how we're looking at the other person. Yeah, that's great. I never thought about that. So I got a question about that though. If they're doing that, they're obeying the rules and stuff like that. But you're getting that middle part, the filler part. What do you think? Does that lend to or detract from the scenes in this movie? Uh, I think it lends to it. I think it's just part of the uh, found footage yeah. style, yeah, right? And it's, al- it's also kind of a bit of um, why found footage is a novelty, right? Because we're now trained to never see that happen. Yeah. But if you think about that, somebody back in the, I think it was like really the 20s, um, if, uh had to originally dream that up because before you'd want to just move the camera back and forth. Yeah. You think, okay, this person and then this person and then this person. And someone's like, let's cut that shit out. We don't need that. Yeah. Let's make this a little more fluid. So I think it, um, normally it, d- it would detract from a movie. If you actually saw that, say in something, um, like, uh, the Avengers and there was a conversation going on, you'd be <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. But this is just a, a, a generic device. <laughs> I think it works in this movie because yeah. it is a f- it's yeah. known as a found footage movie. So yeah, it's, it's it like, separates it because we're so trained otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I think like going into this, you're like, well, I'm expecting that. You yeah. Know? And I think that's because we've seen so many found footage movies in the last you know ten years or so. Yeah. 
Which is but. funny. We started off this podcast talking about how Blair Witch was the first movie we saw. Yeah. And think about the freaking influence that it, it, it created the found yeah. footage genre. Yeah, and I, and I remember like when that movie came out, like people like hated it because yeah. of because it was the, the camera movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is sucks. I'm getting sick. Blah, yep. blah, blah. And now you And have... they hated it because a lot of them were fooled into thinking it was real. You, you, you know? have yeah. like, Damn it. a lot of movies, like big production movies, that, and this is more action sequences or whatever, like in action movies. But you have, um, and again, I borrow from Tony Zhao because he's just fucking phenomenal every frame of painting. But um, it, you have shaky cam for the sake of shaky cam now in yeah. action movies where it's not adding to the scene in any way. It's two people talking, but it's just slightly kind of shaking a little bit. It's doing the handheld thing or where they're overly shaking it during an action sequence because, you know, they don't want to show the impact or this or that. Um, and that comes from or the do use it, of handheld with found footage. They'll do it, they'll do it with uh, for uh, pace, right? Yeah. They'll speed it up so that your heart's beating a little faster. Yeah. And you're breathing a what, little faster. Um, what, um... Oh man, I was I lost it here. Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure there's gonna be an ongoing debate as we do more movies that are found footage, but found footage for you for horror movie genre is that kind of like a like a is it for you a novelty? Is it a no go? Do you think it's a benefit? What do you think? I I um think that I I don't think Blair Witch was the first. By the way, I yeah. think it popularized it right because Blair Witch was very successful in people believing that that actually yeah. happened. Um, so I think found footage in that respect, if you can do that, if you can make someone believe that that's real, this day and age is tough because we've exploited the found yeah. footage, but the fact that Blair Witch did that and, you know, even like Cloverfield, yeah. you know, you could say if someone is like, wow, I really feel like this happened. I think that's a pretty cool way to make your audience feel like it's a, pr- I, I would feel satisfied if people saw my found footage movie and thought like, oh yeah, that, ah man, that really seemed, you know, like that really yeah. happened. I think it's, it's cool and it's kind of a new idea. I just think it's been exploited and it's been killed. Yeah. We could use yeah. a break from it. Yeah, I Easy. agree. Yeah. Same thing basically. Yeah. I mean, I like certain found footage movies like I, uh, the, Paranormal Activity movies were yeah. cheese ball, I thought, and then going into them and then watching them, I'm like, oh, these are actually pretty creepy. Yeah. First one creeped me out. Yeah, and so like, I I like the I like, I'll say well, that I like interesting about the Paranormal Activity is you have found footage, but it's not really hand handheld. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's more like surveillance, which is yeah. weird, but yeah, but um, Blair Witch still creeps me out. Um. I, I don't know. I think like certain ones like Cloverfield, I agree. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of J.J. Abrams. But I, I don't feel like it's real by watching it. Like I don't think it like, – like Blair Witch was real to me. Oh, yeah. I mean Blair Witch was like – you people didn't actually know if it was real. Yeah, right. Well, wrong. even Paranormal Activity seems more real than Cloverfield. Yeah. But I think it's because it's a monster movie, quote right. unquote. Right. And I think that's why it makes it seem a little bit less unreal. If it were an but, earthquake movie, maybe a yeah. different story. Yeah. And so, but Cloverfield, Cloverfield's still rad and still awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love it. You let know, me, I'm not going to discount it because it's a found footage, quote unquote, movie. Let, let me ask you this. Do you think Cloverfield would be better or worse if they filmed it in a traditional... Hollywood cinema way. Um, I don't know because at that point you would have to rewrite the movie. Yeah, I mean your main character guy would have to become a a, 
on-screen character. I think that what yeah. made that movie so stressful was that it was found footage. Like it was somebody at a party, and then all this destruction started happening, and so they yeah. are fleeing from it, and that's just them recording everything. I agree. I think I if think it that's... was just a normal movie, it would just it would have been still cool, probably, but not as like terrifying or like I stressful. I, I I think you nailed it. I think yeah. that element made that movie good. Without yeah. it, I think I would have been a bit bored. Yeah. yeah, depending yeah. on how they did it, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, like it's if you think about like Godzilla, I yeah. mean, Clover- it's the same same thing essentially, but yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's, and Cloverfield it's built differently around it. Cloverfield had a crazy marketing campaign. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's Where, I think, and that's what built it up for me at least. I was like, I was mm-hmm. super into Alias and like all those movies, all those shows that like JJ Abrams had a hand in. So like. Yeah. When all the like little marketing stuff came out, I was like, "Oh, I remember! Oh, yeah, yeah!" Where they they didn't have a title; they just had a yeah. date. You didn't know yeah. what was going on. There was no credits. Well, then even at the end of Cloverfield, when like at the credits, when you hear the army guys like tape and saying that it's still alive. Yeah, remember that? Oh no! Did you ever notice too in Cloverfield when there's the found footage? The found footage. Of like, the found footage? Yeah, like yeah. of like their little like date or whatever. Yeah. And you see something skyrocket out of the sky. Yeah. yeah. Like like dive that. Yeah. That's like the monster supposed to be coming to Earth yeah. and falling into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like little I mean. stuff like that where you're like, okay, okay, yep. okay. Which I think is cool in found footage because it's not noticeable mm-hmm. and you have to really like pay yeah. attention or go back and watch it. Subtle um, subtlety. I think found footage is is cool and it's good if it's executed right yeah i think if people just exploit the crap out of it and uh-huh. like bastardize it it's stupid at that point and it's just like okay it's found footage it's I th- boring yeah. i think what happens unfortunately more and more now is that um people are using found footage style like like they're like oh we're gonna put it in handheld and first person and all that stuff but they're using they're trying to do it in the traditional not found footage way. They're trying to make a non found footage film in by like using VHS a, by using found footage, and that can be I think it, you, that's where it detracts from it. And are you saying like action movies like you just brought up like the handy cam? Well, not, no, not that necessarily, but just where they don't put you in it. The, I think the found footage thing is to put you in it in one way or another. Oh, you mean and that's you, where Cloverfield, you like you said, does it. Blair Witch does it. I think this movie does it fairly well. You mean some, essentially like getting to know the character behind the camera? It, exactly. Where it's just like, hey, we got the story that's going to unfold in front of the camera. But, you know, we're just going to make it look like it was found on, you know, a, a handheld camera instead just to make it look a certain way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. You That's know, not, it, it's not very clever. It's like yeah. put, it's like putting <laughs> truffle oil on something and calling it uh, gourmet or like, mm. you know, whatever it is. I did that with scrambled eggs once. <laughs> That's why I like like the VHS movies yeah. like they're creepy somewhat and they're they're cool here and there like once in a while. But. Like every single one of them being a found footage thing is a little bit redundant and a little bit ridiculous. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think all of them really work with found footage. I think a few of them a do. A few of them do. A few of them like don't, yeah. the ones like in I think it was VHS two where like yeah. the guy had it in his eye. It was yeah. like a camera in his yeah. eye. Um, and then was the, that the was zombie a, one? The zombie one. I thought that worked because those are like know, the only like two the though thing. that that yeah. I think worked. 
Everything else was kind of like, eh, like why would that guy be carrying a camera? Yeah, you know, exactly. like those kind of situations. And I think that that's where it's like, if you can, if you can go, why would this guy be videotaping this? Yeah, or girl, whatever, and that's where it takes you out of it. And, and that's where this movie works. Well, yeah, because he's, he's vi- hired he's to a be videographer. a videographer. Yeah. He's hired for that. He's already a videographer, so it, it kind of just upfront deals with that, which I thought was but cool. But at the same time. It makes sense the whole time he's at the cabin with him, yeah. but then when he gets home, that's where it kind of has a disconnect. Like, but point, I I would argue that he's a videographer by trade, and that's just something that he just does. Mm. Like photographers, you could make that argument. No, Man, like, you could photog- depending on the person, but I don't think every single videographer every, no. videotapes themselves at home. But and we're not. They do. But we're not talking about every single one. We're talking about this one and. There are reasons why he is videotaping himself, why he feels the need to capture it. Because he has no other friends. <laughs> he has no just other, him and the camera. No I noticed though. He, I, at first, I thought I was like, he's got to have like a girlfriend or something. Yeah. Like, them. He's, when he's, he's a cute dude. When he's in his house, <laughs> so cute. When he's in his house, when he's when he uh, by his front door, he has like a coat rack and there's like like a beach, like a woman's beach hat hanging. Mm-hmm. Huh. That ain't his, unless you know. Whatever, maybe. whatever he's into, leftover yeah. or maybe, maybe he really is into booty. Joseph. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Now it's or leftover, juice. leftover booty or, call I mean, material. The way I look at it, you know, photographers take photos even when they're not on assignment, you know, <laughs> just because it's what they do. You know, bloggers write about shit just because fucking podcasters. I talk about stupid stuff on our other shows just because it's what I do. And I, I could see where someone whose life is videography, where they would just film everything, essentially, especially if something's happening in their life that they're like, oh, I need to talk about this or something like that. And if they have no friends like you're talking about, that the camera could be his friend. But anyway, I, I thought it was pretty good. I dug it. Um, you know, it definitely got under my skin, you know, a few times. So I, 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 I enjoyed it. What about you, Evan? You liked it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, th- I think it was really good. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best yeah. like found footage no, it's not movie that I've seen. Um, if I was gonna give it a out of five stars, I'd probably give it like a like a, th- a solid three. I, I give it a solid three. You know, it's um, almost a constellation. It's uh, yeah, um, <laughs> almost Orion's belt. Hmm. It's like Orion's. Is it Orion's sash. belt three? Yeah, I don't know. Just. Go with it. Say, anyway, um, it was good. Um, I wouldn't say that it was one of the best movies I've seen or better movies I've seen yeah. in a long time. Um, definitely, solid. if you like Mark Duplass and his his writing, definitely check it out. It's different. Yeah, and it's good. Although he's almost too funny, it almost kills it. Right? Uh, I I, got I don't the, know. I thought that the the funny factor of it was almost like creepy factor. Some of it. But then some of it, I was like, no, it didn't work. Like the song, like the Peach Fuzz song. Peach I was like, I, song. I get the, the that, yeah, uh, the, that, that. I was, I, yeah, I just tried to forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> so because you could tell he was like making it up on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he was definitely. James, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, so my final thoughts. I, I really like. I, w- I was surprised by the the kind of exploratory ideas on, you know. Uh, human condition like are like people good are they not good what is the result of that you know and 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 kind of that trust factor i I was surprised by that i liked that theme Uh, i also uh thought it was kind of a novel idea that that this movie was just like 
shot without a script. Yeah. Um, that being said, I got to be honest, I was a little disappointed okay. after seeing the trailer. Yeah. And the first 20 minutes of the movie was, was really starting to creep me out. And I, I like paused it at one point. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, this movie's going to creep me out. I can yeah. feel it. I'm already like, my hair is already starting to stand on its edge. And it never got any creepier than that for me. Okay. It, it, I thought it was good. Like there were some kind of new ideas and well, yeah. well thought out ideas, but one, there's just something about it that lost a little creepiness. I, maybe I was just waiting for the wolf mask the whole time. And two, although I like the you like the uniqueness and the novelty of not having a script, I think this movie would have been better with a script. Yeah, it could be because it would have taken out some of the weird faux pas. Like if you write a script and then you read through it again, maybe you you know the Angela's scenario changes because you have it down on paper, right? Yeah. Rather than filming it 10 different times, you kind of are set in like, okay, th- this is what we know needs to happen. If you would have had maybe a script, you would have been able to suspend people's disbelief a little m- longer. Yeah. yeah. Like you would have so, hashed out the, like the, the weak parts. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So although, although I, I did completely contradict myself and say i like the novelty that there was no script this movie would have been better with a script yeah and i just i was creeped out originally hair on on in the first 20 30 minutes of the setup and but it never never paid off i never had a like a screamgasm yeah all right fair enough fair enough so um like we always like to end the show is to tell you about the movie we're gonna do next time so i'm gonna hand it over here to evan who's gonna tell us a little bit about that yeah, we're gonna do a uh, a uh, classic, little classy, class, 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 classic from 1982. Um, Steven Spielberg wrote it, which is weird. Yeah, didn't really even I, re- did, I knew that, but I didn't I did realize. I did not it. know that. Yeah, I didn't realize it until I was actually relooking it up. <laughs> wow. Uh, and Toby Hooper directed it. Hoopa, Hoopa, which you know from Jaws. No, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. That's right. And Th- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. 1973 And Salem's original. Lot. And many other movies. Uh, yeah, so he directed it. Um, 1982 classic Poltergeist. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. This movie's... Wait, Steven Spielberg wrote that? Yeah. Holy shit, that's yeah. weird. Steve weird, huh? That's two, weird. Two out of three movies have a Spielberg. And who said he didn't do horror movies? Yeah, dude. You know, there's rumored to be that a part of this movie was filmed uh, at my uh, college. Really? It's a, it's a rumor, though. Yeah. Which Where? part? I don't know. I've never seen Poltergeist. I can't tell you. You've never seen Poltergeist? Never seen it, guys. Never seen it. Oh. What? Yeah. All right. yeah. We're watching but it together. Apparently, there's yeah, some scenes I mean, in a basement there's, somewhere. There's the newer movies, yeah, or the newer movie that came out, Sam Raimi, yeah. right? Like yeah. Recently. So. Did Sam Raimi do it? I thought it was, yeah. Pretty sure it was Sam Raimi. I saw the new one. It was good. Yeah, um, so I it mean, wasn't as good as the original. It was a little different, but it was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, but like you know, it's it's somewhat relevant. We have kind of the newer things, so some people might be like, "Oh, I want to go see the original or something like that." Nope. Here's your chance. Sam Raimi didn't have anything to do with it. No. Why did I think it was Sam Raimi? Uh, Gil did, Keenan directed it. They redid Evil Dead. No, but there's something I. Oh, that's weird. I I don't, I don't know why I thought. Did he produce it or anything? Find out next time. Think so. Yeah, nice. we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll look into this. I'll but um, yeah, as always, we like to leave you with some killer lines. And I mean, oh, man, Joseph was like a plethora of them. But a lot of them were just kind of like weird out of context, like quotes from out of nowhere. So I'm just going to say, man, you know, sometimes 
sometimes life just seems like, oh man, it's going to be, what can today get any worse? And that's when you just got to think to yourself, no, my God, oh my God, this is going to be a good day. See you next time.